the edge, I'm the chic, I'm the taste I'm a larger than life with just a hint of lace President Reagan, Thatcher, Th -th Thatcher, Jazzercise, Lip Gloss Ooh, you think you know fashion, well fashion's a stranger Okay, so fuck yes, welcome out to the hype with me, your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always is Ryan James. Yes, I am. And Chewy Darso. Hello. Uh, John cannot be here today because, uh, reasons. Because um, he had to go be a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> He's now growing corn. Whenever you say farmer, all I think is we are farmers. <laughs> They're not a sponsor of this show, so I'm not going to finish this thing. Uh, okay, so we'll do a uh, quick hello to Maggie Levin. Hi. Hi. Uh, you haven't been on since uh, Pretty in Pink, right? Yeah. And since then, the free world has collapsed, so it's exciting to see you guys. Yeah. We're, <laughs> We're all still alive. Except John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John died in the, in the oh, wake. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, John. Um, uh, but no, so super happy to be here. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Uh, what uh, plugs do you have? What do you have going on in your life? I know last time you were here, you were shooting something. Yeah. And that thing, I assume, is shot now. Oh, goodness. What was I shooting then? You were shooting. Uh, it was called Pulse at the time. Oh, yeah. It's not called Pulse anymore. <laughs> Brian was telling me about all those similarities. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like Kennedy and Lincoln. Yeah. It uh, it uh, it changed. It's called Vane. Vane 360. Um, it is actually at QS Film Festival this weekend. Ooh, very exciting. Um, and we have a, a series in development based around it, which is cool. Is it also going to be VR? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's a 360 vampire thing. Um, but yeah, I'm actually shooting another VR piece uh, on Monday with Anna Akana, who is like a, a YouTube actress gal. She's awesome. I've worked um, with her. Yeah, she's spectacular. She's really cool. Yeah. Um, Did I meet her? I met her, right? Yeah. She was really nice. Yeah, she gave bad. us baggies full of candies. That's right, yes. Yeah. See? She's a, she's just awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have that going on. And then uh, there's there's been there's been a lot of good stuff. Professionally, this has been an incredible year. And I feel like shit saying that out loud because it's been such a garbage it's fire just for you. everything else. <laughs> 20, 2015, personally, was atrocious for Brian and I. 2016, personally, has been good. Personally, has been great. Amer the world, no. <laughs> rough, rough year for the world. Yeah. Great year for us. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> Just wait till 2017. People are like making art again. Yeah, that'll Protest be nice. art. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. Uh, Maybe anti-flag will And then will Trump come back. will say that this place needs to be a safe zone and you shouldn't be calling people out on things. Right. <laughs> Theater honestly, is safe. I'm honestly uh, thinking about making like some kind of gay erotica with like a Mike Pence lookalike and, uh, and some sort of Latino man. I ooh. think that that might be okay. my, my protest art. That's good. <laughs> I see no reason not to. <laughs> we uh, here at this at this space we record, and we have ties to uh, Evan Stone, the okay. porn star. Fantastic. He, he's he's very excited Trump is elected because he looks kind of like Trump when he puts on a wig, and he's oh. been doing parody porns. It's amazing. I watched him get pegged <laughs> by Hillary Clinton. I by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yep, that was a hell of a video. I would like to combine <laughs> Pence mm. with penis and repentance Ooh. and just do oh my God. penance. Uh -huh. I saw a meme the other day. It was like, okay, we're God, you have what kind of messages for us? The world's going to end with trumpets? No, Trump Pence. <laughs> <laughs> trumpets. Okay, They'll so we'll watch it. out for trumpets. Got it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Amazing. 
Uh, okay, so really quick for us, you can find us on Facebook at After the Hype. You can find us on Twitter, ATH underscore podcast. Everywhere else online, ATH podcast. You can email us at ATHpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us maybe now, but probably not, on our website, ATHpod.com. If it's not now, it will be soon. Uh, I'm jumping. We're two weeks in the past right now. You're listening to us in the future. Travel. So you have to record a solo edit to this, like yeah. Brian here. I'm in my bedroom <laughs> fixing up my own podcast. Our website's not out yet. Yeah, it's not out yet. Sorry, guys. I thought it might be. There's a chance. <laughs> we'll see. Bookmark it now. Athpod.com. It's yeah. under construction. John's yeah. pictures on it. Yeah, you can see John's picture, and he's not here to say no. It's not me because we all know it was him. Right. <laughs> it is a very funny picture of John working on it. I know. It's it great. is awesome. Okay, so uh, let's do a quick where have you been doing? Uh, Ryan, do you want to go first? You sure. Look like you have something locked I do, loaded. actually, because I, I looked it up because I knew we had two. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, the new Trailer Park Boys. It just hit Netflix in October. I've never watched an episode. Of any Trailer Park Boys? Nope, not a so, one. So it started as like this mockumentary of a bunch of Canadians on, on a trailer park, and they loved getting drunk and stoned and like going on misadventures trying to get rich, pretty much. And it was hilarious. And they're coming up on 11 seasons, I think, of the actual show. But then what has happened is these actors who wrote, directed, produced this whole thing kind of like took on these characters and they do live shows as these characters, Ricky, Bubbles and Julian. And they just like come out on stage and in full wardrobe and makeup and they pretend to be these characters from the show Trailer Park Boys. It's as if, you know, um, Ricky Gervais toured as David Brent kind of oh okay I got so you. like yeah, they're yeah. in character cool. and they pretend like trailer park boys was an actual documentary about them and then they go do these live shows and they have something called SquareNet. i think it's their company that they produce all this stuff through so they just put out a, something online um or i mean on, on netflix called trailer park boys out of the park europe and it's uh eight or ten episodes where they uh you know the the trailer park boys get contacted and they, they want to send them on a european vacation the the swear guys the producers of their documentary and they get there and they find out that it's kind of this big hoax where they have to actually go through all these steps uh, and like challenges to get money to buy like weed and booze in Europe. And they're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, where are we going to get liquor? And then they have to make all these decisions like, oh, we only completed one of the challenges. So we have to pick food or liquor today. <laughs> you know, and it's like they tour Europe and there's this guy who plays their bus driver and like gives them all these weird scavenger hunt tasks. And it actually plays out pretty funny. Their live shows are kind of iffy like they record them all for for netflix and you can watch some of their live tour stuff and it's all like okay i see what they're doing but it's not as good as the actual show and this actually kind of lives up to the quality of the actual seasons of trailer park boys so you'd solidly recommend watching the show if i've never seen an episode definitely we'll start with the actual show yeah or start with the first movie trailer park boys the movie because that was designed to get fans into it if they haven't seen the show before okay i gotcha and then after you you know kind of go through and you and you can jump in wherever like season two or three is a great place to jump in because season one was pretty rough and then once you get used to the characters you can kind of jump around and watch funny episodes and they have celebrities on pretty frequently and it's pretty good it's a really funny show cool maggie what about you what have you been doing um i've been watching a fuckload of chef's table um (laughs) i love it uh the latest season the french season of chef's table is i mean I, I would consider myself like a hyper emotional person, but not like weeping over food kind of person. And now apparently I'm a weeping over food <laughs> person. Um, it's so beautiful. It's so well shot. And it's it's constructed in a way that's like profoundly moving. 
Um, so yeah, highly recommend Chef's Table and also um, Dirk Gently on BBC America. I've seen the first episode. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is official yet, but I've heard that it's been renewed. Um, and it's really good. It's really funny. Uh, stars Elijah Wood and this guy, Samuel Barnett, who's awesome as Dirk Gently. It's so Douglas Adamsy and lovely and funny and bizarre. Um, I was really turned off when I read the first review that said it's hipster Sherlock Holmes. And oh, I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't really want to watch that. It sounds kind of terrible. But I gave it a shot anyways because I like the people involved. I really yeah. like Max Landis and um, I like Elijah Wood, Douglas Adams. And I was like, all yeah. right, I'll give it a shot. And it's like, I can see why they said that because it's a really easy criticism to make, but it's not that at all. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, it's a really special and cr- crazy... It, 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 you know, if you've read Douglas Adams before, it's not an exact replica of that series of books, but it's so much in the spirit of that writing. Um, you can just feel the the goofy irreverence of it, and it, it's it's lovely. I really really recommend it. I gotta watch it at some point. It's fun. You'll like it. it it's it's I mean like it's Douglas it's hard Adams. not to like. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a very very well made show. Uh, okay, so for me, I will say uh, this is a weird one, but I never saw it, and I always meant to. Um, and I don't know why. I watched Jackass 3. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Uh, I mean, when I was in high school, or like, I guess, yeah, mostly high school, when Jackass was like at the top of its game, I watched it all the time. I'm like, this is the funniest shit ever. And then I go back to it as an adult, and I'm like, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> um, but I got kind of bored one night. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to turn it on and just see what did I miss. Because I had seen the first two, and then by the time the third one came out, I didn't care anymore. And I watched it, and it was still pretty funny. Like it's yeah. not a well-made movie by any means, but I, I like kind of how on the nose they are about they're too old for this now, and mm-hmm. they do it like mixed in with these interviews where it's like, I don't know why we really did this other than make money, but all we do is hurt each other the entire time we're filming it. And while they're doing the interviews about talking how they shouldn't have done it, they're getting like their <laughs> chairs kicked out from right. under them and things thrown at them. I'm like, all right, I'll just watch these idiots hurt themselves for an hour and a half and be mildly entertained. Uh, what about you two? Where have you been um, doing? Well, I have not been able to keep up on all my normal shows, which is not very common for me. Normally, I'm like all up in like all like five, six different shows, always yep. caught up. The only show that I'm actually caught up on right now is not doing that great. Uh, Once Upon a Time. Mm. Used to really, really love that show. And now it's kind of like when I watched Heroes Season 3 going, maybe again. <laughs> maybe it'll get good again. Mm-hmm. But they've totally backtracked. Like... We so many things. It's on season five, I think, right now. Wow! And how? They, how? Because they do a lot of good things, but for some reason now, I guess they're like, we got to get back to our roots, which is them fighting the evil queen. And now it's like they're fighting too, because you guys don't care. There's more than one it. evil queen at this yeah, point. Because yeah. Regina, why not? <laughs> Regina, the girl that was originally the evil queen, did this uh, separation thing because they introduced Jacqueline Hyde. So then she discovered that she could separate her good side from her bad side. And she's like, I need to get rid of the evil side of me forever because I definitely want to be a hero now. So then she does that. And then she finds out that she can't actually kill the the evil queen because it is still part of her, even (laughs) though it's not inside of her anymore. So now they just have the problem that they're fighting the evil queen and she doesn't have any good left in her because Regina is all the good things. And the thing is that they had something good going on when they had Jekyll and Hyde. When they were doing the Jekyll and Hyde theme, the guy who was playing Dr. Jekyll was Sam Witwer, 
who's a great oh, actor. He's wonderful. Yes. And he was doing an amazing job playing Dr. Jekyll. He's from uh, being human. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was super excited with him to be in the show. And then it turns out that he was just a side note. He was only in like four or five episodes. Mm. And then they killed him. And then I was just like, Spoilers. God damn you. Now now we just have the evil queen. And I don't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to today. Everyone's excited for today's movie, right? Yay. <laughs> I, I believe when I asked Maggie to be on, she said that movie's fucking terrible. <laughs> but you did say it was beautiful, which you're not wrong. Oh, yeah. No, it's stunning. Um, That's so, why I get so angry about it is because it's so beautifully made. Oh, man. It is... It is something to look at, yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, which and might, something to look away from sometimes too. It, it, Absolutely, sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so Unless you're really into necrophilia, <laughs> I have a lot Let's of things jump to right say. in. Oh no, no, no! We're we're gonna hold off on the necrophilia <laughs> as much as we can. Uh, so the interesting thing about this movie, and I and I mean that wholeheartedly, it's one of the only movies that I can find in a Metacritic that has both a hundred and a zero. <laughs> like this movie is a divide, like. Mm-hmm. Starkly so. Um, this movie is America. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's two on the nose. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it is. Uh, yeah, the reviews are all over the place, but it ends at like a fifty-one. So I mean, it is really it is a love it or hate it movie, which we'll get into that as well. Um, and then money-wise, I think I read that it costs something like seven to ten million, and ended up making around it. Metacritic is or box office mojo is just wrong. It says it made a million dollars. I know it made I think around five mm. between this and international audience, but it mm-hmm. still did not make its money back, which I know was the big thing. Mm-hmm. That's but with such a low budget, that's really sad. It yeah. is, but I don't think Amazon cares because they are the major people behind this, and they really wanted it for their streaming service, but they yeah. put it in theaters anyways. Kind of like Beast of No Nation uh, yes. and uh, the other Netflix movie that came out somewhat recently. Oh, the one with Paul Rudd. Yes, yeah, same thing. Where they did like a very limited theater thing and they really just wanted it more for streaming than anything else. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what Neon Demon was supposed to be too, but they had other studios involved so they had to put it as a bigger push to Mm -hmm. theaters. Um, That's everything I know about that. So let's move on to the breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Uh, Maggie, are you excited for this? Oh man, (laughs) I didn't have enough coffee, but I'm going to try. All right, go, 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 go! Uh, a beautiful underage girl arrives in Los Angeles with dreams of being a supermodel. She ascends to great heights very quickly, and uh, the people around her immediately take notice that she's something very special. Uh, this interpretation of her being very special includes a lot of jealousy. Along the way of her adventure towards being the world's greatest supermodel, she encounters a uh, Wildcat, uh, Keanu Reeves is her landlord and sticks a knife down her throat. There's also some necrophilia and it ends in cannibalism. That's pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure if we had this last time you're on, but if you succeed in the 30 second breakdown, you get to make fun of me. So you get one free shot. Oh no! And I, nobody ever takes it, which I, I really appreciate. I don't. I don't know you well enough to make fun of you. <laughs> let me let me pinch it. You seem like a very nice person. Thank you, <laughs> Brian. You're not wearing enough glitter. Fair point. Yeah, you need to have a Here's chart. a pre-approved list of insults. It's okay. Uh, I'll make up for it by insulting the movie heavily. That, that's, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I'll take Ryan's insult if I don't have enough glitter on, which is true. <laughs> I should have done a glitter beard for this episode. It really oh, would have yes. worked out. Um, but I have a Thanksgiving party after this that would mm. not have appreciated the glitter beard. 
I don't know. I think a good glow beard is welcome everywhere. That's true. I might do. I'm doing a uh, a pub crawl in December. That's all through Boys Town. I might do it. Yeah. This time. You should do like Christmas like green. Yeah. Have a few like uh, ornaments hanging off of it too. Yeah. 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 Just go, go full tilt. Okay, so let's get started on. uh, I think the best place. I think the best place to start for this movie is really with the the hype, as we do for many of these things. Um, because the main reason why I even picked this movie for today was because of how hyped it was. I had a lot of friends who said it was the best movie of the year. I didn't have any friends until Maggie who said it was horrible. Hmm. <laughs> um, and that really threw me off my game because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to pick some good movies. We're going to do some good stuff. And I picked that one based on a bunch of recommendations. And I'm like, hey, Maggie, you want me to do something? Oh, yeah, that was terrible. I'm like, it was what? <laughs> so I went into this movie very, like, I tried really hard to give it, like, a fair chance. Like, I'm sitting next to Chewy, who's making fun of it from frame one. And I'm just trying not to engage. I'm just, not like, ignoring her. I'm like, no. Frame one. I, okay. But <laughs> I was very annoyed at how she was trying to remove the blood. Yeah. yeah so I, that's, okay, <laughs> so sorry. Not frame one. But within the first five minutes, when she's yeah. trying to wipe the blood off her, she was like, that's not how you do that. This movie's terrible. And I'm like, no, I'm going to give it a chance. And I'd say by th- two-thirds in, I literally stood up, paced around my room, screaming, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? I was curious. I was watching it. I was like, kind of trying to watch the timeline to figure out what set you off to get up and I, I start think it was a, I think it was a uh, snowball effect. Uh, yeah. Just okay. after a while, it got to another moment of them talking. And I, I don't want to say having a conversation because nobody has a conversation this entire fucking movie. No. Right. They just say lines to an empty room and then somebody else will say lines near them mm-hmm. and they might be related, but probably not. That's a very accurate assessment. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, it's it's an art film for sure. Um, and I it is beautiful yes. to look at. Undeniably, yes. Um, the The story, I mean, I think it's like, it's just... A metaphor stacked on top of a douchey metaphor stacked on top of a shitty metaphor, which all sort of crumbles down to, I can't look at that film and go, okay, this is, it, it, it just makes me go, did he just make this so that he could bang a bunch of hot girls? Well, that's what, when I was watching it, I was just like, this is male gaze the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it which, is. And you can't comment on exploitation while you're in the middle of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of that, that's the best thing to say about it. Because if, if this movie had done something where, where uh, what I thought based on when I like if I had seen the trailer, I watched it afterwards. If I had seen that, and what I'd thought this movie would like, what that kind of made me think was it's going to be that where they're going to comment on exploitation and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Instead of just doing it, which is what this one right. more does. <laughs> if if, that- if they'd done something to the effect of when they do like the neon crazy dance modeling stuff yeah and that was all those scenes and then every other scene was lit like a normal day right then you could have done like a little bit of like juxtaposition of like this is model life and this is real life but they don't really ever do that no so there is no comment it's just this is what it is yeah and it's funny for somebody who lives in la and makes so many movies about la this movie is talks about la as if he's never been here right well i think he's obsessed with here Oh, yeah, that's that's very apparent. But um, sorry, you were going to say. I feel like he was trying to make a comment about how women treat each other and how they become obsessive. But mm-hmm. instead of like making an actual comment about it, he was glorifying it yeah. or in a way like I don't know how to describe it better. Like I didn't feel like when we were learning a lesson from this. I think we were just learning. This is what a guy thinks women do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, is, am I the only one who drew comparisons to American Psycho? 
No, I, I totally read. I still haven't actually oh, yeah. seen American Psycho because it was like in the same way that you know, this is like some weird fucked up version of modeling American Psycho, some weird fucked up version of what businessmen are like in their conversations yeah. and yeah. Like, but the the difference is that American Psycho does a good job making a commentary yeah. on that sort of thing, and this movie feels like it misses the mark. Like he yeah. he's trying so hard to be David Lynch yeah. and like uh, we got to see like. You know, the Brett Easton Ellis-y-ness of it. You know, yeah, what Glamorama would be if they made a movie mm-hmm. out of that. You know, it's in the same ballpark, yeah. but it's not... They missed the mark. Yeah. I think Brian hit it. Yeah. 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 I mean, there... I mean, you can say what you want for well intentions, and like, there's clearly a message that was wanted to come across here, but it got lost in what, like, what Maggie said of like, hot <laughs> chicks on, on set. Did you see them? They're really hot, and they're yeah. right over there. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And that's what it felt like to me throughout most of the movie. Was mm. just like it, it felt like a dude bro, like, yeah, I'm gonna make a movie about hot chicks. Yeah. I think also, you know, there were just so many scenes that I was like, this is just pro- like provocative for the sake it's just shocking for for shock's sake Mm -hmm. you know does she need to fuck a dead body like do we need to have her listen to statutory rape going on next door for like five whole minutes yeah like the 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 dead body scene we uh we had danielle dutton on uh last week and she told us after we got done recording because we she actually really likes this movie interesting and she based it based on going because she's an actress she's been to many auditions she's like well that's kind of what a lot of women are like and she liked it because it's beautiful, which I, yeah. I can't say anything bad about that. We'll get into the look of the movie later. Um, but the corpse scene in particular draws up such like ire in me because it's like it it's a way too far reaching of a scene. Like I yeah. get it that she just got shot down by the the beacon of beauty yeah. and it's really upsetting. So she goes after the first thing she sees, which is a naked body. Okay. I get that. She's so She's vulnerable. The same hair. Yeah. So <laughs> vulnerable. So wanting to fuck her that she got all this in her body and it didn't work. So and then ah, I'm going to fuck this other thing. Yeah. yeah it well, gets it's, me going. It's, there's a lot that's really, uh, it, it makes you mad. It's sort of built to make you mad. I mean, people supposedly walked, I, I don't know. I forget if it, was, if it was Sundance or where that it premiered. It might've been Sundance. Um, people like left the theater. I I know it got, I know his last movie got booed at Cannes. I'm not sure if this one did. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna look this up. It says Jenna Malone and the necrophilia that stunned Cannes. So probably, okay, probably Cannes. Yeah. yeah. I also kind of get the sense, and this is totally this is based on nothing, but uh, <laughs> uh, I wonder if those girls in that movie felt like they were gonna be a part of something really like profound and and moving oh, i'm sure they talked oh, about yeah. it yeah. i mean there's no way that you i mean especially with this director and i never saw god only only god forgives whatever the mm-hmm. fuck that's called but like he makes movies that have like a certain like draw to them like people yeah. are just inexplicably drawn to because he does such a good job crafting the look of the movie that yeah. you look at it it's like that movie looks important it looks like something i want to see yeah so i could see them especially say they'd skip that one like i did and they'd only seen drive it's yeah. like okay this guy can tell a really good story with like next to nothing in it and it really captures and motivates and it's great. Yeah. And he does that again here, but I don't know what it was in Drive that made it work I that didn't Ryan work I think Ryan Gosling was just better at being able to deliver that type of dialogue. Yeah, well, and uh, I don't know. I think here, however it was directed, because a lot of the scenes are not just single person scenes, you can just drive a fleet of trucks through every line. It's like you were saying, yeah. it's like they don't seem like they're in the room together. Yeah, it's it's so stilted and weird 
and what worked in Drive does not work here. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the where I decided that I hated the dialogue was the bathroom scene at the club. <laughs> when the, the lipstick shit. I the lipstick shit. Oh, is that with the, the who are you fucking part? Yeah, the yeah. like who are you fucking? Do you fuck guys? And then she goes, Yeah, all the time. <laughs> It's like, that's how you deliver that line? That's how you're all talking? This whole movie. Yeah. That's where I came across like American Psycho to me. It's like yeah. none of the lines are real. None of their conversations are real. And they're supposed to be over dramatically fake. Yeah. Yeah, but they're, I feel like other movies like American Psycho have done that exact idea better. Sure. Yeah. I thought that Plastic Surgery Girl, whose name I totally forget, um, mm. did okay. Everybody else was having a rough yeah. rough time yeah, it's the a whole time it's a she's the only one whose character kind of had a well no the ellie fanny's character has an arc but mm-hmm. the, the other the plastic surgery girl was more interesting yeah mm-hmm. she was probably i would say either her or jenna malone are the most interesting people in the movie and yeah. mm-hmm. they really don't have that big of a part but as to what you're saying like it's a tough like why i think the the plastic surgery girl we're all forgetting her name now um did the best job is like he he demands like a certain style of acting it's kind of like a paul verhoeven thing where either you can do it and you fit in the movie great or you can't and you stick out like a sore thumb yeah and sadly i think this time he was like nine out of ten can't fit his style of acting yeah yeah well and that's that's ultimately not a failure of of the actor it's a failure of the director for Mm. not making it clear how you how you're supposed to perform this shtick yeah because like you have like keanu reeves who's proven time and time again that if you give him the right part he can do it yeah if you don't he sticks out like a horrible sore thumb and it's like what the fuck is that guy doing yeah here you go have him be a uh a a pimp for underage girls turns out keanu reeves can't play that part right I thought he did all right. He did all right. And he's not a bad actor. He's never going to do terrible, but he, he's going to be great or just... And this was I definitely... Really, I really round. believed him when he was saying wider. <laughs> he was mumbling uh, wider. Gigi <laughs> is the name of the character, the ah, plastic yes. surgery character played by Bella Heathcote. I don't know where I want to move into this thing. Like, it's It's... It's such a movie that I can just like rant and rave and bitch about sure. in just like no coherent way because that's the way the movie is told to us. But I, I feel like I need to give it a bit of a fair shake. Like what what do you guys think beyond just the look of the film? Is there anything in here that actually worked that like would, if done differently, you would enjoy in the movie? Like story-wise, characters, anything? For me, I was very torn on when I liked the symbolism moments and when I hated the symbolism moments. Mm-hmm. What about the ones you liked? The one I liked, uh, even though it was frustrating to watch, I totally understand what he was doing when she got picked to close the show. Mm-hmm. And when she's walking down the runway and everything's black around her, and then she gets to the end and she starts making out with triangles. <laughs> like, I understand. So this is this. You are trying to visualize her character arc. You're trying to visualize her ego growing. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand what you're trying to do. Visually, it's good and bad at the same time. Yeah. Because, okay, v- all the triangles represent vaginas. Okay, <laughs> get it. Uh, there's three triangles at a bunch of times to represent the three villains, and she's in the middle kind of sort of thing. Oh, I think. God, I didn't even put any of that That's together. where I was getting. <laughs> like, I read a lot of stuff that involves symbolism, so I can try sure. to pick up on it. Um, so triangles are vaginas. There's three triangles making up this larger triangle, so it's, the, the, it's all of them together. And... Mm-hmm. So then there's triangles of her in a prism in the end of making out with herself. <laughs> and yeah. So it's all very interesting. Yeah. And it can be really great high art in depending on how you 
use it. And I don't know how he could have ch- fixed it because it could have been good. I, I like fully believe it could have been good, but there's something, I don't know, in the pacing or like we were talking about the acting, just the delivery doesn't work in this yeah. movie for a lot of, I mean, it does work for some people. That, but that's kind of high art in general. Some yeah. people will hate yeah. it and some other people will love it. And that's kind of the beauty within the monster. Sure. The demon. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that the casting scene was actually very good. The uh, runway casting scene. Yeah. yeah. And that that's, and that's, that's one place where all of the sort of tableaus and the like very, the symmetry, um, it, that scene is very washed out and everybody's in all of these nude, uh, all basically in their underwear in a white room. And it worked really well. The scene was constructed in a way that made sense, which a lot of the scenes just don't make any sense. Um, I thought that was really cool. And the music is, is fucking great. Yep. Yeah. Um, in fact, there are some areas where if it weren't for the music, it would be unwatchable. <laughs> of course. I did like that scene because the way they were all portrayed at the very beginning, because they all looked like mannequins. Yeah. They were all sitting like mannequins. And then you had the one other girl just staring at yeah. uh, Ellie Fanning. Just yeah. like, and they did something with the eyes in this movie, I noticed, where a lot of times they always looked depending on who was looking at who when they were either super dilated or Mm -hmm. super not interesting and they did a very good job of making the two other blonde ladies have like these predatory eyes Mm -hmm. like i definitely picked up on that they had done something to their eyes to make them extra watery and extra wide and extra like grabby like a predator would be yeah ryan what about you um for me what what i liked were the there's just kind of like three different things in one here it was a like the weird dialogue scenes the commentary on the the modeling life and what you guys are all talking about the casting scene the photo gold paint scene the oh, motel yeah. scenes um, oh i hate the gold paint those scene. are my <laughs> least favorites uh what i really liked were the visual like uh this could have been fucking dr strange to the visual effects you know and mm-hmm. the 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 i don't know what to call them the music scenes yeah right? between every dialogue scene they have they a go music into video some music video <laughs> I liked those, and I liked the part that was directed by Eli Roth, which was like the last 20 minutes where <laughs> just the bloodbath starts happening. And Eli Roth has tried to make a Bathory movie for a while. <laughs> Interesting. It, it's, uh, yeah, the the thing that I think the, I, just, I, don't, I don't think it landed as well as they were clearly hoping that it would, but I agree with you. I think the ending in the movie, mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, we kind of touched on it earlier, but for, if you don't know, uh, they, they kill Elf Anning and then they eat her. Um, so she literally it, gets mm-hmm. consumed by them. It like, and then it, it, they it eat unravels. her alive. Yeah, yeah. it, it unravels into they kill her, and then they bathe in her blood, and they have like these weird tattoos that you find out, and then it's they like regurgitate yeah. her her eyeball at the very end. Yeah. yeah, one girl kills herself after throwing up her eyeball. Yeah, and then the other girl eats she it. She does yeah. like, it, harakuri. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Oh, but she's saying I need to get her out of me. Yeah, it's yeah. the best way to do it. Yeah. But but it's just kind of this. It, it's this it really bizarre twist. It's a very bizarre twist that yeah. I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends who didn't like the movie for the beginning, get to the end and like, oh, now I love it. It's so yeah. good. I'm like, <laughs> it was almost like they made the first, uh, you know, four fifths of it a, a metaphor for this. For that, the, these women are monsters and demons, and they, you yeah, know, they yeah. like play that out through emotions and lines, and then at the very end they grow fangs, basically. Yeah. Which is a really cool idea, and I think they do a good job showing it, but it does not fit for what they wanted. Not at to. all. Like, it, right? It's so out of left field that it just, for me, it, it it's the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. 
Like, I get that it's a cool thing that happened. It's cool that they went that far with the movie and that she eats her eyeball and yeah. it's so gross and crazy, but it doesn't fit the movie I just no. watched. Right. It's like it, we, we brought up Jennifer's body a couple of weeks ago, and that was yeah. a way better portrayal of this kind of like girls are monsters. Yeah. All, yeah. Of, all of this fits into the male gaze. Yeah. Because it fits into the romance sexualization uh, and then the need for these women to please the men. They need to please these men, even though these men view them as objects and just use for their taking. And then when they can't get it, then you're romancing the violence that women put towards each other to reach these goals, which is another thing men do. It's like the romance, the cat fight. Now it's the romancing of them literally eating each other alive. Yeah, but I mean, I think like all of these ideas, I, they, they've all been expressed before which is not anything new in film that's kind of like where we are in film these days but they've all been like but better like i'd rather watch the star show flesh and bone which basically hits all these things but for ballet versus modeling Hmm. and it does a really good job i mean the the show is okay at best i mean i don't think it's the greatest in the world since you brought up ballet we could even compare this to black swan yeah Yeah. lots lots of comparisons to black swan i I wrote my comparison on facebook it was black swan meets tron meets logan's run sure interesting yeah i could see that like super visual you can all age out, and then the mental things. Man, I love Logan's Run. Because they mention aging out several times. They do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I feel like, you know, from all the concepts that are introduced, like, I would rather have watched a movie about the girls who live in L.A. and eat the younger girls in mm-hmm. order to stay relevant. Like, that's just a more interesting movie to me than, like, Dude. the... the doe-eyed whatever i'd be so into a modern windigo thing like that (laughs) that would be amazing that that's a more interesting film to me but it's clearly not the one that we got and the the, the, i don't think it's even the one that was necessarily intended and that's my problem with this director over and over again is that i feel like he has this great idea for a film and when he watches his movies he sees that idea and it's crystal clear yeah um, but the rest of the world watches it and gets something completely different, which is what happens with art. That's great. Yeah. But he's so insistent on just like, uh, since people give him carte blanche to do whatever he wants, he's going to do whatever he wants and he's going to love it. He makes, it's this thing where it's positive and negative. He makes movies for him, not mm-hmm. for an audience. Yeah. yeah. Which you can respect. I can respect it. But at the same time, it's like, I, I feel like, like his movies have no audience in a way of just like w- why it feels almost like a waste of time. Like I'm watching somebody else's movie. That was never intended for me to see. Interesting. Um, but I think that should be fine. There's no, there is I'm zero not, problem that I have I'm, with that happening. I'm not sure if I'm meaning it as a negative. Yeah. I'm just saying how I, how his movies yeah. make me feel. Yeah. Um, and it's, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. Like Drive, it worked out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I think we both enjoyed what he made. I still don't think that anyone gets what he wants from his movies. And I, I, I can't of, confirm that, but that's because kind of the definitely do, I think. Yeah. But I not us. I seriously want yeah. to do a double feature now, watching this movie again, and then watching Ravenous right afterwards. I thought mm-hmm. it was sort of interesting to have Keanu Reeves in there because a lot of the aesthetic so matches John Wick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that was sort of an intentional thing so he's like oh i'm doing this color palette i really want keanu in here yeah <laughs> i thought keanu was gonna do more i was hoping for more out of that character yeah, yeah i thought he, he was gonna bust open been. that door and like save the movie right i know <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure i would like to see the scenes that they didn't put in the film yeah i'm curious because every film has them It'd yeah be yeah I, I i he's probably in some of them yeah i, I bet so one scene that i don't know what you guys opinions on because i just don't even have an opinion on it other than look, Shibari, the <laughs> <laughs> is 
Is that your? Is that what no, you're calling the suicide now? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. The the when they're going to the quote unquote show in and the there's club. There's the person hanging. And there's the person down. hanging in bondage oh. ropes. Mm-hmm. What was that? Yeah. Well, you got that, me. That had to have been. <laughs> there's got to have been something that he was trying to say with that. Mm. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's supposed to be the symbolism of the eroticness of being tied up <laughs> and then floating. Like I don't know. Right. Because the whole point of that type of bondage isn't just to restrict. You're supposed to tie a woman in a specific way that when she struggles, it rubs against her erogenous zones. So then she becomes aroused the more she struggles. That's the whole point of that. Hmm. Well, that seems so like I, don't I just learned something. Pretty relevant. I had no idea what that was. Yeah. Good to know. Um, <laughs> so That's the best eye roll. I'll this later. <laughs> it was such a strange scene for me to watch. be like... Because this person's not struggling. They're mm-hmm. holding a position, and now they're being floated into the air, and these women are watching, and they look really into it. And it's just like, I don't, I don't understand. Maybe they're I mean, getting the ready director to... didn't either. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. Oh, it looks cool when they're tied up like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. They're so, I'm, again, I do have to say the, because uh, I think his brother wrote the music, Julian mm. Winding. Is that how you say his middle name? I have no idea. I don't know how to pronounce Anything but his first name. Okay. Uh, well, somebody related to him did the music, and it really is, despite being a lot of like synth tones, which can get dull. Uh, it doesn't. The soundtrack never gets dull for me. And mm-hmm. actually, I have independently been sort of obsessed with the Neon Demon soundtrack. Um, it's very good, like writing fodder, and it's really interesting and spooky. And I think um, if you listen to that whole thing, it tells. It, to me, it tells a story sort of independently from the from the film itself, so that's worth checking out. I mean, the the soundtrack is great, and it's like a, I'm forgetting his name now. Who's the guy who did a Tree of Life and Thin Red Line? Um, oh shoot! Um, oh man, the hell is his name? He just did Prince of Cups, which you refused to see with me. Knight of Cups. <laughs> Knight of uh, Cups. Whatever. Uh, oh, the director? Yeah. Is what's it his? Malik? No. Terrence Malik? Yeah. Terrence Malik. Yeah. Right. Uh, this movie kind of it, it it has that same vibe to me that his movies do, where it's mm. like I've never been a big fan of a lot of his movies some of them work some of them don't i really like badlands um but like they're all undeniably just starkly beautiful whereas i can turn on any one of his movies on mute and leave in the background and it's one of the most beautiful things that can be on my tv and i feel kind of the same way about this movie where i might not be a fan of the story the acting the script any of it but when it comes to the music and just the look of it i think he knocked it out of the park i think it's easily one of the best looking movies of the year yeah absolutely uh, I think everything from the design of the characters, I think, to the the really kind of dark and gritty scenes, to mm-hmm. the really bright and ugly scenes. Even their the, makeup. The makeup design make- was yeah. great. Yeah. The the art direction of it mm-hmm. and the design of it from, from top to bottom is flawless. Yeah. I just wish that they had written a good story. Yeah, but... <laughs> right. Exactly. But that's why I can still say, like, I might be taking a huge dump on this movie throughout this entire episode. I still think people should see it. Yeah. For the work that went into this, it's fucking gorgeous well, that's yeah. what 50, makes 50. it art yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and i that, hate this but you need to watch it yeah. absolutely and it's like where we did warcraft warcraft last week uh if you don't ever see it yeah you're not missing much i don't <laughs> think you need to see it yeah it's a fun movie it's very pretty but if you didn't see it fine. well, well this one i feel like people should see i think it's actually kind of cool and if you have amazon prime it's fucking free so yeah. you yeah. might as well turn it on and heavily, heavily pimped out on their main Prime page. Yeah. Oh, it would yeah. be a great movie I got two emails to about play it. at a party without sound. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's one of those type of things. Yeah. So let me ask you, just like art, 
how did this make you feel? Like we we just, we've just been looking at it from terms of like or hate, but I felt a lot of complicated emotions watching this See, movie. I didn't, and I think that's why I, I didn't <laughs> like it so much. Because like when I stand up saying I hate it, like which is easily one of the biggest reactions I've had from a movie in a long yeah. time, which says something about it. It's I hate it because it was doing nothing for me, mm-hmm. and I'm watching all these people have these big emotions and these big scenes and these lots of symbolism, and I feel fucking nothing. Yeah, all I'm doing is like it's really well shot. And maybe that just means I'm not the audience, which is very possible. Or maybe I'm too dumb to understand it, which is also possible. I did just watch Jackass 3. Uh, <laughs> but it's I'm watching it going, I don't care. It's kind of, it's modern art in the way that like you can, like when people go to a modern art exhibit and they will see a painting that has squares and circles on it. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be somebody else that does the same thing. The one person will be doing the painting in a study of color tones mm-hmm. and how things react to you sensory, where you'll just have a slight shift in colors and then you'll have a big circle in the middle and mm-hmm. then it can express some sort of emotion from you that's very instinctual. And then you'll do another person and then you'll have somebody else to be like, okay, I can do that at home. Right. And then you'll have a thing with a circle on it and then you look at it and you feel nothing. You just see a circle. Like that's how this movie is to me. Like as someone who wanted to make this a high art, I wanted to express all these things, and then somehow it just fell flat. So you, both of you, felt nothing from this. Well, I felt all plenty right. of things, but it was mostly frustration. Yeah, I like, got a I lot know of frustration. What, Interesting. I know what you're wanting to do. It's not working for me. It worked on me. I felt like kind of sad and dead inside and empty <laughs> during the dialogue scenes, during the scenes of just her being exploited, and we, as the audience, know that's what's going on. And like uncomfortable that we that she's telling us she's 16 this whole time and they're like getting her naked and stuff. And and then the, we would cut to the scenes of the, like the mind trips and her loving herself so much and getting like more and falling more and more into that feeling of of the superiority that she feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then the end, I felt like horror glee. So I, I got a range of emotions through this, which is great. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm glad someone did because I mean, and I have a lot of fr- like I said, I, I need to s- make that clear. I know a lot of people who think this is not only good but one of the best of the year. I would never say that, but uh, it worked on me. Yeah, it's just I don't know what it was. It's like watching, like say, the gold paint scene. Like that's yeah. like a really good one to bring up. Of like, all right, so here is a guy who is going to basically molest this girl. Like, and he he knows yeah. it. He's like kicks everybody out of the room, mm-hmm. strips her down naked, and then paints hand paints her body in gold. Right. Um, and she says she's 19, but anyone who has even an ounce of intelligence goes, okay. I mean, if you're buying into the world of the film, clearly right. Elle Fanning's older than that. It but worked for Tracy Lords for a I while. I mean, she was, sure. Elle Fanning was, I think, 17. When was she 17? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was 18. I actually kind of looked this up because I thought to myself when they were showing it, I'm like, oh, it's an interesting choice that for a movie that exploits women so much, once she takes her clothes off in front of the photographer, they only show her from the neck up. And then I was like, wait, is that because they couldn't legally show her naked because yeah, she I wasn't 18? Yeah, I think she was 17. And I think I, that I was the case. She, okay. Yeah. Either, okay, so either way. So that scene, it like it plays out in this way of like, oh, God. I feel like I should, as an audience member, I feel like I should be sitting there like nervous for her. Yeah. Yeah. Like concerned of what's about to happen. Like, oh, no, don't let everybody leave. Yeah. No, Jenna Malone wants to stay. Why are yeah. you letting her stay? Yeah. And all I feel is like, okay. And I don't know what it was about the movie, but I'm huh. just sitting there just watching it happen, just going, all right, well, she's going to be fine because I'm only 20 minutes into the movie and I know this isn't the end. Yeah. Which I didn't understand Joan Malone's feelings. Cause I after, never understand her feelings. She, That's why I hate her as an actress. <laughs> after she, they she's all dead ate inside her, too. She, you see her watering the plants with shirtless and she looks dejected. Like she's not so happy with what she just did. Yeah. yeah. And then later on you see her 
la-di-da, kind of like reading a book over what you're assuming is her grave. Yeah. And she just looks happy, like everything's cool and content. I'm like, well, I think maybe that's a metaphor for the way that models feel when they treat each other that way. I don't know. But she's, don't, but she's a, a makeup artist. Yeah, she's a makeup artist. Well, a, when a pretty girl meets another pretty girl <laughs> and tries to eat her alive for her own personal gain, she feels bad for a second afterwards. She's just got that thing. Um. Yeah. See, yeah, and it's it's just such a male's idea of how women treat each other. That's yeah. There, there was the I think the the crowning achievement of that flaw in the movie is the make out in the shower. Right in the blood. Yep. Cause she, like, yeah. Yeah, okay. because Jenna Malone is having the male gaze. She's giving the male gaze to them in the yeah, shower. Yeah, and it's like okay, like the the one like. I'm already not buying into this movie. I buy in even less at them making out with each other in the shower. I don't know well, what it no, is about it. they weren't actually making out. They were just rubbing each other hard. They are rubbing themselves hard while interlocking their legs, which yeah. symboli- symbolizes lesbian sex without actually showing it. Yeah. Either way, like the movie just, for me, it just completely falls apart. Hmm. And it's barely held together in the beginning anyways, but then by the time I get there, it's just not for me. Yeah, I sort of feel like if you kind of separated it out and like made an art installation out of it or some sort of like experience thing out of it, it would be cool. But it was by virtue of like it trying to have an actual plot that it kind of deteriorated for me. Right. But yeah. I, I do think that there were a lot of things. I mean, I saw this, I saw this in a theater and I laughed out loud a bunch of times, which was yeah, was didn't, that didn't make people happy. Uh, <laughs> um, well, that's you know, part of what I liked. I liked laughing at the dumb stuff. I yeah. thought that was part of it. I don't know. If I don't I think laughed. it's part of it. I'm trying to think of when I would have laughed. What um, made you laugh? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to be like them. They want to be me. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think. That line right there, that that launches me into the major thing that I didn't mention that I really want to hit on this movie. I think the major problem with it, beyond everything else I've said, is that <laughs> if you're not getting the symbolism, wait five minutes, they're going to tell you what it meant. Right. right. And it's like, okay, it's like how many times did we have to be told, like just point blank, she's the most beautiful girl in the world. It's like, right. you, you know, you could have just done that. You're clearly obsessed with symbolism. Just show us. Stop right. telling us. Oh, and, I, and then that line just fucking nails it. Like, okay, we get right. it. We get it. Yeah. Right. If I made a cut, a fan cut of this without any dialogue, it would have been amazing. I <laughs> yeah. totally caught on yeah. to Jenna Malone killing her like, almost immediately because... Yeah. You said it like 20 times. Don't go with her. She's going to kill you. She's going to kill you. She's going to kill you. (laughs) Because like the opening scene of them meeting each other, she's asking the cliche terms of, I'm going to kill you. Oh, how old are you? Oh, where are you staying? Do you have any family? Is anyone with you? Are you alone? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like she was asking all of the questions that if anyone asks you those in like succession, they're planning on killing you. How about that scene <laughs> right after she's been rejected or whatever where she takes the lipstick that she put on her in the beginning and draws a face with dead eyes uh, in the mirror. <laughs> I was like, hoping she was actually performing like a summoning ritual there and the yeah. demon was going to like float out of I know, you the... wanted a real demon. I yeah. did so bad. She did give blood, birth to a, a blood demon, kind of like in Game of Thrones right? for I some saw reason. a pool of blood. I didn't there see was, that was supposed to be a demon? I I, totally that's what I'm that. assuming. I, I, thought, I don't know. It was so like Game of Thronesy for a moment. There. I was kind of impressed with where they hid the hose. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it took me a minute to realize she wasn't peeing. I thought she was just peeing. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know why we need to see this now. Like, it's blood. I'm like, oh, I don't know why we need to see this now. Fuck. <laughs> I did also think that the the scene the um after the casting, I guess that whole casting section is actually pretty okay. I like um, that scene. It's a very solid sequence. The mm-hmm. bathroom scene where she tries to just like 
eat her blood out of her hand. Um, do you know what I'm talking yep. about? Oh, yeah. I w- that movie got so promising in that moment. I'm like, oh, they're vampires. Right. This is going to be great. Yep. I was like, oh, cool. Horror <laughs> movie. No. no. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, stunning. If, if you're yep. looking for just some like cinematography to like chew yeah. on. Cinematography, this is, this art is, direction, like, oh, yeah. all of it, man. Fucking great. I know. But no <laughs> anything for more. for me who's obsessed with like even story in video games like right. I, I show up for story yeah more Oof, symbolism was in her when she goes to Gemma Malone's uh building uh in her bedroom is a giant uh cement sculpture of an angel <laughs> that uh. doesn't make any sense in a bedroom right but it's there don't don't forget all the huge predatory and, cats yeah and then when Gemma Malone leaves <laughs> right. there's a predi- there's a giant taxidermied leopard behind her and then later after she's eaten her there's a taxidermied wolf behind her and i'm like oh. so we got that she put the the cat in her room is that what you're supposed to get out of that i think um, so yeah, yeah. No, I think that was supposed to be like a warning to her, like they're coming to get you. That's what I mean. Like but Jenna Malone put the cat in her room, though. No, I th- no, I don't think anyone put the cat oh. in there. That's still just supposed to be the just LA's dangerous. Yeah, and I she also still had her. Understand why he was so insistent that she would have to pay for it, like, right? Because he's like, a dick. Fell yeah. apart. Yeah. He's a jerk. This is if you haven't seen the movie, I'm talking about the point where a wild cat gets out of the zoo and into her apartment room thing, uh, right? It's supposed was to be out of the zoo? I, I thought, thought it was, it was just supposed, supposed to be, to be a mountain wild. Mountain yeah. Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because we have those in LA and they eat people sometimes. All right. Well. You pretty much have to go to them though. They very yeah. rarely come to us, yeah. especially into our fucking motel rooms. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, it breaks in our room and Keanu Reeves is like, you have to pay for this. <laughs> what? How did the mountain lion uh, like break her lock? That's what I want to know. Well, like, she, she, the, let, the she let the screen door, door open. open. But no, but I'm saying she opened the door just fine. It was like, oh shit, a mountain lion closed the door and then Keanu Reeves came back. Keys don't work. Kick it down. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Right. <laughs> mountain lion's know. like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> lock it harder, mountain lion. He Go away, the, I'm sleeping. How did he put the chain on the door that they couldn't open it anymore? Yeah. <laughs> it's a crafty mountain lion. Fucking crap. I do like how for like a good portion of the film, she has her guard up where she's looking for dangers, like how she knows not to go in her room because she senses there's something inside of it. But then once she's totally full of herself at the end and then she sees the one girl in the the building, she's just like, what, is there a party? Right. And then she gets punched in the face. I thought that was actually, (laughs) that was intentional, I believe. Yeah, she she no longer had her guard up because she thought she was amazing. She thought she was untouchable, yeah. 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 And then she gets killed. Yeah. All the way up to the eating. I like like the the competition scene. The message of this movie is stay Mm -hmm. humble. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I thought. That's it what also I got out of feels it. like time wise that this just takes place over the course of a couple of days. It did, yeah, right? So. Totally. I <laughs> yeah. thought I, I got two weeks. Right. Brian yeah. was complaining that like if she's getting all these great jobs, why is she still staying in the motel? I'm like because she hasn't actually gotten the checks yet. It right. clearly was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I've got nothing for that. I, I really <laughs> just, both the movies that we did our double feature is a lot of just in and out of consciousness of like my God I hate these. <laughs> But okay. But all right, here we go. And uh, I was so hopped up on cold medicine and drinking <laughs> tea after tea after tea, and so caffeine. I was uh, fully awake for all of them. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything else we need to hit on this thing before we move into quotes? It's good. It was so. bad. It was yeah. It was a huge mix of both. The it, making of was very good. Well, not not all of it, but no. the the parts are great. The sum is not. Let's move on to quotes, 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 quotes. Uh, anybody want to go first in this highly mine. quotable film? I have mine. It, actually, it is highly quotable. Because yeah, all like they talk is quotes, not in conversations. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I liked it when Gigi said, he calls me the bionic woman. 
And Jesse replied with, is that a compliment? That was good. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. That actually felt organic. Like, that was an, an actual organic moment in this movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll go with mine that I don't remember the context of at all, so the quote makes absolutely no sense, but that's how I feel about this movie. Uh, who wants sour milk when you can get fresh meat? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is when you realize that Elle Fanning has totally fallen into the black cesspool. When she's having that conversation toward the end and, and uh, Sarah asks her, what does it feel like to walk into a room and it's like the middle of winter and you're the sun? And she says, it's everything. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, she's going to die. Maggie is physically cringing like, at I that. Can't, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I already kind of said it while we were talking about it, which was, uh, uh, I don't want to be like them. They want to be like me. That was me. another really good one. Yeah. Uh, and there's also, beauty isn't everything. It's the only thing. So good. That was my backup quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was me shooting myself in the head. It's a great message for every little girl. Message. Yeah. If, if a little girl is watching this movie for a message, she got the, lo- the wrong message a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I would love to actually see the face of a five-year-old that had to sit through this. And oh, just no. <laughs> you should have <laughs> seen my face. It was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my other favorite thing that I got from this movie was when uh, Ryan texted me after he finished it, what just happened? And I got to reply with, the demon neoned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I responded, you better explain this movie to them tomorrow. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, I think ultimately you probably ended up liking it more than I did. Though. I did, yeah. Um, it does get better. I'm just along for the visual when ride. When you talk about oh, it. Oh, man, the visual ride is so good. Better. Yeah. If it, and it's so, it's so on point for like what currently is like visually trendy like it's oh, yeah. it, could, it plays right yeah. into everything that's popular right now so it'll it'll make for a good timepiece for mm-hmm. what 2016 like, looked like like 10 years before the now, world yeah. burned down <laughs> <laughs> sorry before 11 9 right. 2016 oh, goodness. uh okay so time for a review system this one might be a little tough um it's gonna be mostly based on your own opinion so here we go movies with style over substance i can go first go first (laughs) tree of life um i've i've mentioned many times on this podcast how much i fucking hate brian and i disagree on this art um yeah it's i I think it's just a mess of a movie i think there was a great story in there somewhere and then it just got brutalized on the cutting, cutting room floor and turn into a piece of shit. And um, I think it's stunning. Uh, <laughs> which it is. And that's why I put it on here. Because I never want to watch this movie again. I have no interest in it. I think the dialogue is horrible. And I think it's hard to even stomach as a film one of the best shot films of all time. Like, if I think of just cinematography in general, I put it up there with, like, Citizen Kane. Like, oh, my God, is this movie beautiful. Oh, yeah. I got mine. But I will never want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've got one, too, but you go. Van Helsing. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that movie is a joy when you look at it just for the like the love letter to classic horror films, throwing in every monster and then just the corsets, the like sweeping painted backgrounds with the gloomy clouds and everything and the big castles. It's so gorgeous. The story is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's just awful. Again, watch it without the sound on. It's great. And then Hugh Jackman turns into a, a wolf. It's great. <laughs> but, oh, man. I forgot about that plot point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just don't pay attention to the story because it's super convoluted. Oh, that's a rough movie. Um, I got two. Marie Antoinette. 
Okay. And Across the Universe. Mm-hmm. Both solid choices. Yep. Beautiful, both of them. What the fuck? Why? <laughs> just make music videos out of them. Yeah. Just chop them up, put them out as music it's kinda videos. kind of what I feel about Sofia Coppola most of the time. I know, yeah. I'm. It's a bummer to me that she's like... I mean, Catherine Bigelow is a badass, but like that, those are the two female directors that everybody can name. And like, Sophia, you're you're a G. I like you, but like, come on, hmm. make a movie with a story. <laughs> I actively hate The Virgin Suicides. Yeah, I can't do that either. I'm gonna go with a bold one, Gravity. Ooh. It, 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 it alternated between making me feel really lonely and feel really pretty about looking at the screen. It not is. making me feel pretty. Sorry, making me feel like this. What's going on on the screen is pretty. I did have quite a few moments in that movie. Yeah, yeah, I did too. But my favorite thing about Gravity is it's now made every movie in space that ever happens now. At some point, I want uh, Sandra Bullock to fly by in the background, going, <laughs> "No, no, 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 no!" <laughs> like every movie set in space could benefit from That's that. That's confirmed for Rogue One, I think. <laughs> no, I just want the meme of Arnold Schwarzenegger's face. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's good things in gravity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just good not things the in movie the gravity. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that, I'm going to bring today's episode to a close. Cool. Uh, we can do a final plug section. Maggie, what should people be looking out for you? Um, you can go to vein360.com if you'd like to check out stuff about the 360 short. And there's a trailer there for the series. Um, also, follow me at Maggie11 on Twitter. Got a lot of stuff coming up, coming out. Um And if you'd like a really depressing thing to go watch, I directed 40 register-to-vote PSAs for uh, YouTube Multicultural this year. 40 of them. Well, what the fuck happened? a lot of good they did. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I think a thing that we learned right now is that millennials don't want to vote if they don't dig the candidate, so they just didn't vote. (laughs) Um, Anyway. I think everybody who voted didn't dig the candidate either. I know. Nobody liked anybody. No. There's consequences, people. Yeah. There's consequences. Find us on uh, Facebook, After the Hype, Twitter, ATH underscore podcast, everywhere else, ATH podcast. Email us, ATHpodcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, go to our website, which may or may not be up right now, ATHpod.com. Uh, anything else from you guys? What's on next week, Brian? Uh, next week is our Battle of December. Ooh. Everybody's excited. Uh, it's going to be Snowed In Battle. That is movies that take place or have an avalanche. I thought you were going to say about a Russian expat. (laughs) (laughs) So if a movie has an avalanche or takes place during an avalanche or at any point people go, ah, there's so much snow. I didn't realize it had to be an avalanche. I I just made the other caveat of, ah, so much snow. So it can be in the battle. The Shining or Out Cold? Which one am I going to pick? Both of them work. (laughs) Can I talk about Icebreaker? You can talk about Icebreaker. There's so many movies to pick from. I love it. Anyone else who knows what I'm talking about, kudos. (laughs) And then we're doing something awesome for Christmas this year. really excited we are uh i'm not sure if i should spoil it yet though i'm very excited about this one all right let's keep it secret we'll keep it secret keep it safe oh i have that <laughs> in my box <laughs> everyone noticed uh, thanks again very much maggie for coming out thank you for having me this was great guys this was a fun one to talk about yeah <laughs> not a fun one to watch does anyone want their makeup to get done for the photo nope <laughs> all right bye bye, bye. Moscow, Berlin, Paris, London, Tokyo, Wellington, Rome, Geneva, New York City, New, 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 New York City.